Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, listeners of Lower Your Expectations. Welcome to a special episode with Matthew. Right, Matt? Hello. Yeah, good. How are you? I'm great, but it's special because we've got a third person with us, Mr. Jamie Demetrio. Oh, <laughs> thanks for saying it's special. Did I? Is that not the right? Demetrio. Yeah, Demetrio. Demetrio. <laughs> which one? Which one are you plumping for? I'm going Jamie. That's yeah. That's right. Jamie. Jamie's the one. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Jamie Demetrio. Okay. Demetrio. I think the latter is the winner, but I also think. It's 2018, uh, freedom of speech, say whatever you want. Can we just go with Jamie? I prefer my full name anytime you <laughs> refer to me. <laughs> okay, Jamie Dimitriou. Jamie's great. You saying my name is great. I don't know how great Jamie is. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. To people who maybe don't know who you are or anything about you, uh, how would you introduce yourself? To be honest, I, ha- I hate saying what I do to people because it leads them to assume something about you. I'm a comedy writer, actor. Mm-hmm. You've got to remove the word comedy from your job description if you ever tell anyone what you do. <laughs> do you, do you feel like w- with comedy, as soon as you say something with comedy, people just expect you to be funny on the spot? Well, yeah, I guess that's the stereotype. But I think more often they assume you're not funny because oh. you've said you do comedy. It's sort of like you saying you do comedy is, is like a challenge. Yeah, almost. yeah, 100%. We're with you. Like when we talk to people that we don't, we've never met and they're like, oh, what do you do? And if we're like, oh, we make videos on YouTube. What kind of videos? Comedy. They're like, oh, so you're a comedian. Right, like, right. Uh, not really. And they're like, oh, but you're funny. And you're like, oh. yeah. And it just gets a bit awkward. If anyone answers yes I am to that they're either like bona fide yeah you're definitely funny mm-hmm. or I don't trust you <laughs> <laughs> how did you get into what you do well I always wanted to do acting and stuff since you're at school I think my mum said she once found me crying on the floor when I was four and she asked me why and it said because I wasn't an actor yet (laughs) she tells me that I kind of feel like that's just her trying to make my childhood seem more glamorous and to to imply that I had like a lot of direction as a kid which I definitely didn't (laughs) I think in reality I just probably wanted attention and was just like (laughs) that feels like a surefire way of doing that so when you were growing up, who were you looking up to, like acting-wise? Who, well, who inspired you to want to do this? Well, weirdly, probably more comedy people than anyone. But I never really thought about do it, like that being the sole path until I was about well, until I was at uni. I was the one kid who liked films. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt you, likes you films. also like films. <laughs> Matt's a film guy. So, yeah, I know like four people who really like films. <laughs> There is that thing at school, isn't it? Oh, so you're the nerdy one who just stays in his bedroom when it's sunny and watches. Oh, right, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone I know was, was kind of into them. Oh, The Godfather. Yeah, I was definitely not watching The Godfather as a kid. <laughs> I was Home Alone. I'm, not, I'm going back to, like, I think I was a, Home Alone was my guy, as was 
absolute classic yeah it's a big one i also really like speed as a kid okay big fan of that oh, is that the keanu reeves yeah what was he doing in that is that when the, the train's oh, going what was he doing coach what wasn't he doing <laughs> <laughs> that guy was on a bus he was driving the a bus, bus. That's it, okay. yeah, yeah yeah oh don't slow down or you'll all die <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't contribute. Speed. Oh, it's it. a good laugh. Am I missing out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good fun. Are, yeah. It is good fun. But yeah, so I wanted to act phrases. But then I guess things like Harry Enfield, Father Ted, anything with Sasha Baron Cohen. And then The Office came out in like 2001, I think. Yeah. And I think that sort of like hit everyone my age and and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. And just infected everyone with a sort of desire to do similar things. And then everyone spoke like David Brent forever. <laughs> I actually think a big part of coming from that generation is working out how to not just make The Office. Yeah. Oh, there's so many mockumentaries after that. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them are very effective. And I actually think it's a very good platform and a good excuse for sort of naturalistic, like, acting and, and you know, an excuse for mundanity, which is kind of like, it was really funny. And I think but he set the bar British. with that, I think. Like, totally, even with yeah. us, we take inspiration on when we've done mockumentaries on our channel we took massive inspiration from the office from the character because i don't know just set the bar high and what about stand-up comedy that's part of what you do as well or uh yeah i've been sort of doing well it's not so much stand-up i was saying to you guys before i can't i just can't talk as myself on stage yeah to be honest right now i'm there's lots of we under my chair (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a big part of one of my foot yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um yeah i'm sorry i mean that I weirdly don't take responsibility for that um, and you can clean your own stuff. So this yeah. you as Jamie is like new ground. It is really new ground, yeah. Okay. I don't know how long it'll last. Um, <laughs> Do you but, feel uncomfortable now? Just no, I'm alright. I think I'm alright. I, I just, it. I kind of feel like, ca- I've been doing, I do characters on stage yeah. and always have done since, I've been doing it since I was about 20, 21 and it's sort of a deflection. It's like if they, if an audience doesn't like a character, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's a character, I can move on to a new one. Sure. If they don't like me, I have to. Uh, it's like I have a personal hit yeah I have to sort of <clears throat> sit with that but you guys I guess how does it, how does it feel to be really confident and be like sup here I am hear me roar I'm just great at putting a front on <laughs> oh yeah cool. so, oh this is a character yeah, yeah essentially oh, I like it essentially, tell me about the real you it's like with YouTubers, everyone essentially is a character online. They're just playing a version of themselves online. Sure. So when I started making YouTube videos, my energy on a video, it's it's me, but it's like me with 10% more. Right, right, right. You know, because, and it just turned into this weird character building thing. And obviously, as, as so I'm a YouTube dinosaur, so I started 10 years ago. Wow. So I mean, yeah, I've watched some of your stuff. It's really funny. A long time ago. Thank you. But, but those, those hard cuts and stuff really do bring out like a big character, I yeah, guess. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And we've kind of moved into doing more character stuff and experimenting more with writing on the channel right. because it's something that we want to go into further than just YouTube but the hardest thing for us is going from being like myself online as Marcus a personality to mm. all of a sudden playing characters mm-hmm. so rather than with the stuff you've done I guess you've you've started with characters so it's like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've never gone from hey I'm Jamie to oh, sure. I'm a character it's a tricky one because I think when people meet you in person they expect you to be something that maybe you're not sometimes yeah, like jumping off the walls and you know. Interesting. I guess if you are guarding yourself almost by playing characters, you, you don't have that when you're in the streets. Sort of um, like well, I mean, you'd be surprised what people believe. I got a friend who was on EastEnders who got uh, held up by the throat in a in a supermarket for cheating on her boyfriend in the show. <laughs> yeah, I think people don't what really know how to separate reality. I mean, I've done stuff where people think you're that guy. I was in a show where I have like really big teeth, and mm. people always ask me to open my mouth. 
<laughs> can I see so, your yeah, yeah, seat? But they're like they're like ridiculous. They're like two really buck front. They're like a cartoon, basically. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally. I mean, I I know a few stand ups as well uh, who got a bit of fame mm-hmm. uh, under their belt, and I walk down the street with them, and it's hell sometimes. We've got to know Jack Whitehall quite. well Oh right. I mean, prime example. I know Jack. I've yeah. Been, yeah. I've I've been out with him, and I can't. I just yeah. I, like the first time I met him, obviously I'd only known him as his persona online or on TV. Or whatever and he came around my house and we filmed a video and he was like really quiet and he was like really nice and not mm. very loud and I was like of course I'm doing the same thing that people do with me now because mm. he's that's him as a normal human being right yeah and then when the camera's on or whatever he's goes into Jack character Michael. yeah he's Jack totally Michael. yeah I mean you know being on stage and all that it's all about energy I mean he's a, a master craftsman he's mm-hmm. so talented he knows how to turn it on I guess it's like that it takes a lot out of you as well which probably leaves you a mm-hmm. bit sort of like up for being quiet sometimes imagine you have a party look how many people you fit in one two three four five six seven and then that's seven and then you step aside that's 14 and then ah uh, what's another seven 21 21 the main reason we've got you on this podcast is because you've got a show i have a show that's coming out yeah when is it coming out oh are we allowed? i don't think oh. i'm allowed to say to be honest we're not allowed to say when it's coming out yeah but i can tell you it's this month assuming this is being released Ooh. in june yeah yeah is that cryptic Um, yeah here's the cryptic clue (laughs) it's being released between the months of may and july (laughs) somewhere between perhaps the month between those months all right so the show is called stath let's flat just a very easy title to remember rolls of the tongue (laughs) no words that people won't understand in that title so yeah it's going to be a huge hit I love that. There's the confidence. Oh no 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 no! That is pure irony. Please don't cut out the irony. No, I don't but it mean is. It. We, I think we it's bo- going to go terribly. <laughs> we both saw the show. I loved it. Yeah, Genuinely, it really, really liked really it. Oh, thanks very much, lads. How would you? I mean, I can describe it, but describe probably... it, man. I want to hear what you have to say. All right. So, Staff is a dodgy letting agent. Oof. He is. He's a character. I'm I can relate to this because I used to work in a letting agent. So uh, before all this YouTube stuff, I used to work in a letting agent. So I was reveal. like, this is going to be interesting to watch. And I was like, Stath is a letting agent. He works yeah. in his dad's it's agency. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his dad's agency. And he is just trying to let some flats. That's oh, essentially God. what he's trying to Aren't do. We all? Yeah, right, <laughs> I mean, he's just trying to make a living and he just wants to impress people, but he doesn't really know how to do it, does he? I think that he's having a bit of trouble, sure. I like playing stupid characters as in thick characters <laughs> is the character you created the character right is yeah it? yeah he sort of I mean the fact that he's a lettings agent that kind of came late to the party he, okay. he's very much just a sort of amalgamation of loads of thick people I've met <laughs> in my life but but moreover thick sweet people it's yeah, always yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he's endearing we just thought the world of lettings was a useful bed for him many people can relate to it you know sure. we've all had those estate agents or a letting agents so you're just like they're just trying to oversell you something when they don't really know what they're talking about totally totally yeah just, sorry were you a lettings agent or you just worked for an agency I was a letting agent oh, really? for a very brief period of time. So basically, I took a gap year, went travelling, and then before I was meant to go to uni, sure. I needed to get a job. And my stepdad knew someone who owned a letting agent, so I, was, I went and started working there for free when I was 19. But 
I had no training and they were like, right. yeah, go and take some lettings out. And I was like, without training. So <laughs> wow. I'm just like, how did you get on? Did you get many sales? Uh, that's, an, that's an absolute <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Were you, were, were you selling or were you just? No, no. Let, let, I was letting. I oh, right, right, right. Okay, cool. So actual letting agent, showing, going for viewings, taking people around. Did you have any patter? Do you know what the thing that I found most awkward was I thought people would be scared of me because it's a weird scenario like when you go into a flat with someone you've never met you go into a space you've never seen before you don't know the Wait, person you didn't, you didn't know that you you don't know the space before you go in no, some of them I didn't know. Genuinely <laughs> didn't. I got given the piece of paper and it's like go to this address. So that's why I feel like I can I can relate to staff because I right. feel like well, the episode I watched, first episode, I don't want to give too much away, but he doesn't really know what he's doing when yeah, he goes sure. to a flat. I mean, I know sometimes they don't know what it's going to look like inside. But it's it's just a big bullshit. Yeah, I guess so. Like, but, you know, that's not that's not the case everywhere. You know, I don't want to set these lettings agent websites, forums, like... <laughs> I mean, we did. We released like a short of it like six years ago, and people were livid. Yeah. <laughs> and lettings agents were. They were like letting agents. I always say lettings. Is it lettings or letting? I, I, I was lettings. I think lettings. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Uh, it's fine. Dimitrio, Dimitriou, Dimitri. Oh yeah. It's fine. There was a forum about it that was like when it got when it got released that it was getting a series. Someone was like, "Oh great, they're making a show about a stupid lettings agent. They're not. Fu- they're not like making a virtue of the diligent work we do on a daily basis. It's like, what show is that? Just a lettings agent doing really it's just well. It's a every documentary day, of smashing like it. London's best letting agent. Yeah, 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 totally. How every exciting. episode ends with him punching the air. Yeah. <laughs> just loads in the bag. But yeah. So how did the concept come about? Like you said, right? You, yeah. You, so you so it just felt like a, I got given these Channel Four shorts mm-hmm. for online. So three, and we decided to do three different characters, and I wanted to do a sort of Greeky type guy, but moreover, just someone who like inhabits these sort of like sweet, stupid qualities. Mm-hmm. And when someone's too sweet and stupid, you kind of want to give them half a bit of like edge maybe something a bit like and you know lettings agents have negative connotations especially in London because housing is a nightmare and everything Mm -hmm. and you know that's not to to be honest I was quite disappointed to find that when I have looked for flats a lot of the time they're really nice guys yeah Yeah. oh 100% really (laughs) really nice guys I think you showed me around a couple of places (laughs) Um, he's not like an all round bad guy but we did think that there's a real sort of virtue and that thing of it's it's sort of theirs to lose it's kind of a job that needs to exist for for all the admin purposes and if you're very very good at it you probably can let the flat by being there but more often than not when i've been around a flat i've wanted it because the flat's nice that they haven't said anything that's that's changed my mind about it other than someone else is going to take this if you don't take it in the next right. half an hour. Yeah. But when I am sort of walking around and someone says, as you can see, this table is actually made of wood. <laughs> I don't need someone to say that to me. It's not important. Like, as you can see, this kitchen, it doesn't look nice, but if you look at it in a different way to the way you're looking at it, it is nice. <laughs> That's not changing my mind about the property. Um, it's so, annoying you. <laughs> exactly. But I, I thought that there's a, you know, there's a good thing in that it's like a, a job where you may be better off just standing outside yeah so you're hundred percent because when i've yeah. gone in i'm like sometimes when they follow you around and try and intro you to each room i'm like no offense i know this i can tell this is a living room i can tell this is a kitchen <laughs> right like, yeah. I, I, i'm happy when they just go right walk around and that's nice they let no, you the go small talk's good though it's good i love yeah, it for small talk <laughs> it's it's great though because you 
more often than not, you're never going to meet this person again. It's fun. I bet you I tell like them. I bet you know how many kids they've got. Like, <laughs> you know everything about them. Don't it was you? really funny. Um, one letting agent actually, or was he a state bar? One of those people yeah, basically yeah, yeah. was one taking my brother-in-law around. And he was like, oh, by the way, mate, this is just a little side job. I'm actually a film director. Oh, and he, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, we're just getting finance at the moment. Yeah, we're on 3.5 mil, but, you know, extra 500k will be there. And, and it's just, Josh was just like, Was he hoping great. for Josh to go, oh, I've got a bit of spare money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what was he trying to do there? I don't know. But at the end of it, oh, yeah, so what do you think of the flat then? It's like just telling him his life story. But that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's fun. That, that's... Well, it is, but it's it's it is. You got to go along with it. You can't just be snarky. I mean, yeah. there was a guy yeah. who showed me and my mate around once, and you could tell he tried to sort of latch on to the art. He sort of looked at us with his sort of like digital scanning lens, and he's like, he's like, right, okay, two blokes. I bet they love things that blokes love. <laughs> and he went, uh, right. So uh, as we came through, he went, basically, I don't know if you boys have noticed, but out the front there's a balcony which you can just sort of have a beer on, I reckon. <laughs> we were like, oh, so that's, so, oh, you're allowed to drink beer on that balcony, are you? Like, you don't need to tell me what drink I can have there. <laughs> I'm sure I can. I mean, I imagine there are some people who'd lack the creativity as to maybe that was a selling point for some people. <laughs> you go on the you go on the website and it's like you can drink beer on the balcony. Yeah, like, yeah the it's perks. part of all the things. It's like you can stand in this room. You can sort of you can tell stories in this room. They just mm -hmm. tell you everything that you can do in every room. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just making sure there's no one in the bathroom. Oh, blimey hell, there's a man in the bathroom. I can see his willy. <laughs> no, just joking. It's a lovely uh, fact. There's no willies. So if this has been creating it over the last six years sort of thing, when he, was that when the, our character first came about six years? Or was it before that? Well, the character itself has sort of existed forever because I'm sort of... Me and my sister have always done voices like that. I mean, I, I tend to do more sort of like London-y Greek type yeah. Things when I have done the voice, it sort of came about around then, and then for the short, I sort of made him a lettings agent. So this is Staff's big moment then. Very well, soon. yeah, yeah. So mine, are you excited? Whatever, yeah. Are you is it trepidation? Um, yeah, me and the me and the team I've been doing it with uh, uh, Rough Cut, John Petrie and Asha Taylor and Seb Barwell and my director Tom Kingsley. I mean, what well, a few of us have been. I mean, we've been working on this sort of solidly for years. Like I say, years and years. So it is. It's very surreal. Yeah, I sort of can't even put it into words. It's just like I need this thing to go th to be 360 now because it's been a long time. <laughs> but that's going back on the time thing. That's mm. I think what people don't 
people who don't come from the industry or haven't worked in it before don't realize and we've got to learn how long things in the traditional entertainment world take so from having a concept to getting it moved further down the line right it's a long time like, there's a big sure. process and it's like so much work goes into it and people just see it on tv and they just think oh you know that must have taken a couple of months to come up with but oh my god no it's no. years well i wrote the first three episodes with a guy called robert popper i don't know if you know of him he, he yeah he wrote a book called the time wasters letters i mean he's a massive hero of mine growing up so we did we did a fair few months we sort of did the first half of it took i, I think it took about to write the actual series itself from the commission it probably took about 13 14 months but that was with acting work between oh okay, okay. so it wasn't like full time no it. I mean there, there were times where, I mean it was sort of full time in my brain because you just never stop thinking mm -hmm. about it yeah. but when I worked with Robert it was pretty solid we'd work from his house and uh, I mean he's a very funny man so you sort of there were some full days where I would just be sort of wheezing on the floor and we'd realise <laughs> we hadn't got anything done I've, I think I'm going to find it interesting how you to hear how someone else writes with someone else because we write together and right. I want to know what your process is like well I've actually always written on my own mm -hmm. so this was kind of a new thing I mean I've had over the years a couple of script editors have come on board to write with me Tom Basden uh, Darren Johnson Andrew Ellard and they've all been incredibly helpful but I've never quite had the sort of like sit in a room face to face type thing that mm -hmm. I've had with Robert and it's really a case of just establishing a dynamic we had to sit and just hang out for like three weeks yeah, of course yeah. and sort of get to know each other's make sure you're on the exact same page yeah or it's, you know it's it's impossible to like it's kind of important that you stay slightly off the same page so that you're you, you know, bring something different exactly, to the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. who was typing that's the big uh, question it was actually I generally would do I mean it was sort of back and forth it's, who, it's whoever's pacing isn't typing really yeah. but Robert helped sort of in, in, in a huge way because I mean I've been working on it for so long I already had like a dump of ideas mm -hmm. like a massive thing of them and he brought so much he's just I, I really struggled with um I struggled with structure for a long time mm -hmm. and and working out how to you know make something work in in that space of time and for it to not be a sort of sprawling like mess of ideas and he really just showed me good ways of tying things up and you know in fact I think what the greatest virtue of, of working with someone is literally having those thoughts said out loud yeah. so that they're not just like you know, they, they, making them tangible because some things can leave your mouth and you suddenly realise they make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's also other ideas that are quite difficult to articulate where it's you just sort of have to have faith in them and put them down and see what happens. Did you ever have moments where at the time you, you like write something and then you come back to it and you're like, why the fuck did we write that? Oh yeah, okay. I think you're. Refer I think you're, you're okay, Matt. I think you're referring to the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> that was watching the whole series back was a moment where I was like, "Have I written a series about a lettings agent? I've never worked at a lettings agency before." But yeah, no, you regret stuff all the time and you question it. And I actually think it's. I guess it's about learning the line between what's um, whether you're being hypercritical and it's purposeless, or sometimes it's just about keeping it fresh. We definitely cut lines that we thought were really good just to replace them with ones that feel fresh pressure mm -hmm. for us so that we can enjoy delivering them like on the day before every scene we'd rehearse it on set mm -hmm. and then we'd huddle up and talk about the rehearsal and rewrite a lot of the scene yeah. on, on the day there's some improv that's what I was going to say yeah. is there improv involved or is it yeah yeah much? yeah for sure depending on the scenario I mean because can I ask you about the pigeon scene yeah <laughs> mate 
Honestly, I was laughing so hard. Oh, thank you. How I've got so many things I want to ask. Yeah, logistically, it. it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> how um, do you film with a pigeon in a house? Like how? I mean, do you I, get the shot. You know what? I, I think I maybe need to keep my mouth shut a little bit about it because it was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I wasn't like it was all very by the book, yeah. but um, I don't know. There was something weird going on in that house. <laughs> I mean, I imagine people won't have seen it at this point but there's a scene where I mean I'm making it sound weirder than it is I don't do anything to the pigeon <laughs> no but <laughs> I like well, the mystery around it just yeah. the pigeon scene <laughs> yeah 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 it was a lot of fun and it was I mean it had to be entirely improvised because improvised because you know this pigeon led well, the scene you... <laughs> and this pigeon had some great ideas <laughs> the scene, and we just let him roll with it I mean you know a lot of the time when you get a pigeon on they're very wooden and they don't really know what they're doing but this guy just he had some he'd been to drama school and yeah he'd taken a few improv classes he'd been to Second City he just <laughs> He flew. <laughs> some of some of the other characters Thanks in the show much. were great. I I think we both particularly liked Al. Mm. Al was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. How when you've sort of created the show as well, mm. are you involved in casting? Are you, do you sure, are you involved yeah, in definitely. all of those? Decisions? I mean, it's a it's a it's a discussion for sure. sure always. But I wrote it up. I mean, the character's called Al, and the actor's called Al. It, I wrote it for him. The, oh, you wrote I, it for him? Yeah, yeah. You know, my sister plays my sister as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my sister Tash, who's amazing. Uh, my sister's called Tash. <sighs> Look at that. There's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> um, from the get-go, the two people I knew I wanted to be in it were Tash and Al. Tash, because she's someone who we have the same sort of sensibilities and it was just a definite yes and I like the idea of seeing a brother-sister relationship on screen mm. as sort of a no-brainer but her like, relationship with Al are, it's brilliant it's amazing like the simplicity oh, that they have they're very simple they're people. so simple but you just feel <laughs> very so, earnest yeah you just want to like hug them <laughs> I just want I mean I think their thing I should say yeah I mean Al very much was like born out of the fact that I, at the time and still I was like why isn't this guy on every TV program I just thought he was funny <laughs> I used to watch him live he was in a sketch group called Sheep so, who are all really amazing and he's just yeah he just used to make me myself <laughs> and I just wanted to see, I literally wrote it so that I could see watch him on TV watch, yeah. you know second to that I was like what is this relationship going to be and over the years the, the stuff that we sort of I enjoyed writing for the most was just them laughing yeah. and I think that, that that's a big weirdly I kind of think that the foundation of the whole show is this thing of people talking about what they find funny all the time because I think something I feel like I'm always missing it's completely like people make it work for them but sitcoms are often very funny characters are always telling jokes and saying funny things but no one ever laughs mm -hmm. and no one ever references unless it's the episode where everyone finds something funny mm -hmm. there's never like a everyone's funny and no one's laughing and I kind of felt that this would be a good opportunity to have that. But yeah. the weird thing about this show, I guess, is that no one's funny, but everyone's laughing. Yeah, but also <laughs> they, they have those kind of laughs that when they're laughing, you just start laughing. You just, right. like, I was joining in laughing and I was like, just because his laugh's funny. And right, obviously yeah. the fact that their <laughs> jokes are just like... I think one of my favourite things about it is when um, Sophie tells a joke and then stuff's like, yeah, to be fair, that is funny. So not even <laughs> laughing himself. I'm like, yeah, that, that is funny. He takes funny things very seriously. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the two of them were amazing on set. 
they'd like they'd like whip themselves up into a frenzy between takes because they knew they'd be laugh they'd be having to laugh so much they'd properly just try and make each other like shit themselves laughing <laughs> until we couldn't roll because they'd be, la- they'd laughing, be laughing so much. much they couldn't even do but the that's intro good because then you get the it's energy great. on screen totally so sometimes some of the stuff in it is just pickups of them between takes that's like funny. absolutely dying I mean but more often than not they're laughing at how shit the dialogue is yeah No, 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 it's not, it's not damp. You just don't want to have the tissue paper lent against the wall because it's, because it's going to get wet because the wall is damp. How long did it take to film this show? Well, more often than not, uh, you sort of get a week an episode, so it's a six-week shoot. With, with like, half-hour shows, like, six sitcom shows, which are six episodes usually, yeah. yeah. And did you do it all in a six-week block? Yes, it was one block one six block. weeks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't get to shoot chronologically. Mm-hmm. The second day, we shot some stuff from like episode five, so you got to jump. Oh, my God, that like must be strange yeah. getting your head around it to begin with. Yeah, I mean, well, luckily for me, I mean, my head's been with it forever, yeah. so yeah. I sort of have a good gauge, but, you know, good on the cast for sort of being like, what? It's, you know, they have to jump so many. It so must many be really places. nice, actually, having written it, obviously having this character in your mind for so long. If ever questions came up on set, you've got the answers, haven't you? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes not, but it was so much fun, and it was a really, you know, there was, it's a lot of responsibility because I'm sort of, you know, I'd be, I'm, in most scenes yeah. and then between takes I'd have my laptop and occasionally I'd be having to sort of like make tweaks to an episode that we're not shooting for about three weeks time because they need to pass off on like a location or a, a bit of casting or something like yeah, that yeah. so but at the same time it's one of those things where in the moment you're like <laughs> but then you look back on it and you go oh that was the happiest I've ever been because you, I think you're never happier than when you are pushed to your absolute limits mm-hmm. really like you never feel like you deserve a break more than when you know you've actually worked when you've really grinded yeah. for something yeah so it was it was so rewarding and i mean it was a it was a slog of a half a decade trying to get it away but literally those six weeks made up for all of it it was so much fun and the cast was just like Wicked. was the icing on the cake you know i've been going to the fringe for years and there are loads of people who i just worship and a lot of people who you know the first year i went up in like 2009 I went to see who, you know, already experienced at that point and I sort of hero worshipped who, you know, you spend long enough doing this, you, you get to know a little bit mm-hmm. and then they're in the show, like Katie Wicks and Dustin Demery Burns from Cardinal Burns. Mm-hmm. Two of them, are like they were like when I first went up to the Fringe. In fact, it, to be honest, it's pretty much the same with basically everyone in the show. They're all people I saw at the Fringe and was like, oh my God, I hope one day I can but sort that's of cool. be in the like, same that's... room as them and they're now in the show, so it's and great. A, a question to that, did you, when it came to filming it, were you nervous? Because one of my things that when we do our show is it's like for some reason even though it's our show and we've created it etc i feel like everyone else who's acting in it is going to be you know that have levels of experience etc did you feel nervous to to perform with them or no i i don't i don't think so actually i mean i I weirdly i i get such stage fright whenever i do live comedy i mean i've been doing it longer than i've been doing screen stuff i can't breathe beforehand i'm so nervous and it never stops i never get uh, i never get used to it or settled but with screen stuff, I do find it not that nerve-wracking. Short of, like, when you work with, like, a hero of yours that you've never met before and you 
land on set and you're like, oh my god, you know, yeah, it, intimidating. It, it's intimidating, and that that's quite nerve wracking. But I just, I was just so relieved to be shooting this stuff yeah. that's just existed yeah, on that's paper true. for years that that's I, true. that I, I kind of, I genuinely think there wasn't enough time in the day for me to be nervous. Yeah. to be nervous it was just like there was no like there were times where I would have loved to have taken a minute to be like do you mind if I just be nervous in the cover <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah that wasn't really where are you going to watch when the first episode kind of transmits um, I think I never thought I'd do this but I think we're going to have a, a, a few of the cast round to my that's flat nice. that's cool do that and maybe viewing party eat something Greek some beers on the balcony um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't actually have a balcony, but I'll uh, maybe beers on the street. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, classic. Yeah, but no, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Oh, thanks for reminding me of that. That's going to be a nice thing to do. And what was your favourite aspect? Like writing, performing, like shooting. Oh, performing a billion percent. I'll go out and say it. Writing is not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's just not. It's 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 fun when you see the end product. I guess when totally. it's totally. But like I, it's like I said, it's all about looking back and being like, oh, I was being really productive then. That was great. But in the moment, it's just like having to stretch your brain. It's yeah. too. It's so hard because and it's also like when you have time pressure where there isn't like a mathematical equation. It's not like you can go, um, can you give me 10 ideas by the end of the day? And you go, yes, and they're all going to be brilliant. Yeah. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. will have the ideas that you will have that day. You can't force it. All exactly. The time. So, but sometimes you do. Like, it's, it's, it was a real learning curve because, you know, you get into this and you do have your back up a little. Well, I'd certainly have my back up a little bit. And I'm like, well, let me do it in my own time. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, do it in your own time, but it's never going to get made. Sure. And with that in mind as well, I don't know, more often than not, you know, sometimes I I write scripts that are like say thirty six pages, yeah. and you know my producers would be like, get it down to twenty eight, and you're like, what? I'm going to yeah. cut. Yeah, I'm yeah. not cutting all this gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you start to think like, God, why do they want me to cut all my stuff? And it's they're doing it for you. You get to shoot it and you've shot all this stuff and then you're in the edit and it's probably like 45 minutes it is going to be hell they know what works that's the thing and sometimes I think you just have to trust sure when it's like your baby yeah but people have valid opinions and you sometimes need to just but it's a back and forth you know but no one knows everything it's like and and, you know sometimes it is you do have to fight your corner Mm -hmm. and everyone will see that it's for the greater good but there are certain things like that where it's like it's just a fact you can't be like well I see this as a 50 minute show because mm. you can think that all you want and then it gets to air and the channel will be like oh I don't care <laughs> we, we don't have that be, slot yeah, it's going that slot doesn't exist <laughs> for a lettings agents based comedy your show will be 23 minutes <laughs> how was the process for you in terms of what you prefer acting in other people's stuff versus acting in stuff that you've written there's great stuff about both I mean you know I mean <laughs> assuming the thing you've written you're happy with that's probably the preference purely because you understand it in a way you could never truly understand someone else's stuff. I, I certainly like feel like I have more freedom because on on my stuff I improvise. And also I, I sort of like the fact that if it's my thing and I'm involved in casting, it's, it's up to me and the team making it to sort of allow them to mess around as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that enjoyable because it means that the people opposite you can also sort of play around and, and, and do stuff but the, the benefit of doing someone else's thing is that there are lots of brilliant people out there who are yeah. making amazing stuff and I've had the privilege of working with some wicked people that I'd like that I've really enjoyed and actually having that pressure off of it not being your yeah. thing is also really really nice because it means you can just focus on the, your interpretation of, of, of their character well, I was going to say working doing 
other people's stuff, you might take inspiration or take ideas that you want to put into your own stuff oh, anyway. No, I'm not yeah. <laughs> I try not to. Oh, one one thing that you do definitely take is like tech, technique and stuff yeah. like that. Like, expect, like I worked on a thing called Fleabag with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who mm-hmm. just like her process on set is just great. And her sort of like, she had the perfect mix of like, you know, she's very collaborative, but also knew exactly what she wanted. And so if your sort of being collaborative with her fits into her vision, then great. But it's really, it's so comforting to know that someone knows exactly what they want sure. and that you're not sort of flailing. But yeah, I, you know, I've watched so many people. But it's also like, it's validating to sort of, you know, I, I did a little bit on the new Partridge recently. I was going to bring cool. that up, but I didn't know how much you'd be able to say about it. Oh, right. So, so, how did you know I was in that? Uh, IMDb. Is it on my IMDb? Of course it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> research, I don't know. <laughs> cool, man. Um, really smiling. Yeah, oh God, people know I'm in it now. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite character of all time but yeah the, their process was just unbelievable they like just are down to the syllable when it comes to like they just want to make every noise anyone makes funny and yeah that's really inspiring and it's kind of like oh yeah I'm going to go on to try and do that myself do that, like, yeah. we, we do a lot of tweaking on the day and stuff but yeah it's it's good to know that you go on set for like one of your favourite characters and favourite shows and they're being sort of loose and mucking around too, you know. Yeah. That must be a pinch me kind of moment. Yeah, it was really scary. Um, <laughs> well, but, so for that, were you nervous then? Uh, like yeah, that? I w- yeah, I guess I was a bit nervous. Just because you want to do a good job. Of course. You know, and I don't know, I had a, t- a tiny part in it, tiny part. It, weirdly, the smaller your part, the more nerve-wracking it can be sometimes. Because you've like, only got that to nail Exactly, yeah, yeah, you've got a very small window to not be crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I could imagine staff writing a good Partridge-esque book, like a memoir. Oh, right. I think that would be an interesting And idea. have you copyrighted that idea? <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, we've spoken about doing some stuff like that. I just, I mean, how exhausting would that be to do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we've spoken about like sort of, I, I do think that the, the the format shift is a really, really useful thing for comedy characters. I mean, Partridge in particular has just been, Smashed it. Oh, the yeah, book's incredible. the book, but also just like, I mean, I've spoken about this on other things, but I kind of think that thing of keeping the character fresh by changing the format, yeah, yeah, chat yeah. show, sitcom, yeah. you know, documentary, it's really good. If we were like, lucky enough to do more series of staff, I think, after a while I'd probably want to leave the sitcom format because you just want to make sure you're doing the newest stuff you yeah. possibly can that's true I also feel like Staff as a character could be a man of many trades though like I can definitely imagine him trying to sell cars as well <laughs> right well yeah I mean you're, you're totally right I mean it's it, it, we're let, just pitching you agent... ideas don't worry <laughs> yeah I mean I'm worried bring us on the show I've, I've thought of all these things before guys yeah. so if you see them on TV you are just picking them up I've got some like, documents at home but it's yeah I kind of th- the, the letting agent thing it was sort of like flip of a coin it's interesting I feel like when I watch because the office is called Michael and Eagle that they work in. When I watch the workings of Michael and Eagle, I'm like, that doesn't look familiar to me as a lettings agency. And I doubt any of it is accurate. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I really laughed at my own question. There, no, sorry, you know what? I paused because I was thinking and I'm. that's why I thought I could relate to it because the show was reminding me of my days. Maybe oh, not great. so much in the office, in the like letting agents, but when you were in doing the viewings, mm. As staff, I was like, right, well, yeah, that's what I mean. The viewings, hopefully, the viewings sort of do come from memory and my sort of. The thing about it is, it's not, it's not supposed to be like 
you know, like your run of the mill sort of Foxton sure. sort of thing. It's supposed to sort of feel like um, I don't know. We we went we did a sort of like look around loads of lettings agents uh, like on Green Lanes and stuff like that because that's the sort of area that inspired it. And you get there's there's all sorts. But how Stath's dad was like had his office at the back, right? Yeah. And all that kind of vibe, and you know you had to go in to see him. Exactly the same in my lettings oh, agent. Yeah. It was like. The boss's office was like at the back, and every time you wanted to do something, you had to like step inside. Oh, nice! Well, so you've right. nailed it with that. Thank I'm, you very much. I'm mate. glad you went classic though, because I hate now all estate agents. They look like cafes. I'm always walking past. Oh, sure. that looks nice. We <laughs> pop in, and then oh wait, no, it's places uh, we can't afford. How many episodes have you watched? Uh, two. All right, okay, yeah. There's there's a little nod to that. I think later in the series. Okay. More stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, can we say your show is coming out on Channel 4? Hmm. Okay, so it's coming say out on it. Channel Let's 4. Let's all say it together. <laughs> it's coming out on, on Channel, Channel 4. 4. Soon. Soon. In some days. Um, yes. June. I'm saying June like... <laughs> like that's sneaky. It's coming out in June. Thank you great. for coming on. Oh, thanks so much, guys. For it's been really me. great to chat to you. Oh, it's been so nice. Um, I hope the listeners at home on the way to maybe view a flat or wherever they're listening <laughs> have enjoyed it and like listening to your stories as well. So thank you for sharing that. Got anything else to say, Matt? Go and watch the show, guys. <laughs> watch Staff the show. Thanks. Yeah. Well, if you're new to listening to this, uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and Acast, wherever else this podcast is put across the internet. Uh, please give us five stars, leave us any comments, and also we have a hashtag of LYE that we can uh, see what you say on Twitter. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.